You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Growlix Nights, the Growlix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. And I'm Melanie. And tonight, we're talking about the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. The. The. But first, how are you doing, Melanie? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Randy? I'm okay. Jesse is unavailable today. Work has started back up for him, um, mm-hmm. so he's going to be a busy man. And we were on the fence about doing the show tonight, but then we watched Suicide Squad, and I was like, yeah, let's talk about it. But is there, before we talk about that, Randy, <laughs> is there anything else that uh, you or I watched? Well, we mentioned it before. The only thing we've been watching, I think, that can't be right, Harley Quinn? That might be it. Yeah, I think so. Which, I, I yeah, it was nice to pair with Suicide Squad. Yeah, for sure. God, was there nothing else? No. I watched a little bit of uh, of Community today, or rewatched, I should say, um, introducing my nephew to it, and he loved it. Did he? So did you start at the mm-hmm. beginning? Yeah, we did. Um, and he was like, "Huh, okay, you know." And then when Troy and Abed kind of started clicking, he was like, "This is good," and I'm like, "Yes, it is." That's when the show takes off. They, I mean, yep. it's. It's good in general, but they're the best. They are the best. They should, they shouldn't have tra- Troy left the show. They shouldn't have. They just. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Everybody wanted more community. Mm-hmm. But come on. Yeah. And Abed was extra weird in the beginning, um, which was mm-hmm. fun. But he mellowed out more as the show went along. And I think him being more mellow without Troy around. Yeah, definitely kind of brought it down. Uh, Paul says he's... Hi, Paul, by the way. He says, I think he means I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's watching Turner and Hooch on Disney+. Plus. The series is awesome. Is it? I'll take your word for it. The trailer looked not awesome to me. We, I don't remember why, but I did watch the trailer. Maybe it's because it's got Drake or Josh, one of the two, as the lead character, and... Randy never watched Drake and Josh. No, I didn't. I feel like that's <laughs> after my time. Yeah, well, it was kind of after my time too, but uh, there were kids around, so I still watched a, a bit of it. But uh, I'm sure it's amazing. It's Disney, and they it's kind of nothing, nothing but good. <laughs> and it's got a dog in it, and dogs are great. That's true. It, it, my reaction to that is like. Turner and Hooch? I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's, yeah, it's got a dog. But what a strange, like, it just seemed like such a weird property to pull out of nowhere. It's like, nope, who was... But then again, if they're gonna, like, reboot something, mm-hmm. do, yeah, I guess. I, I guess I can get behind it, because do something like Turner and Hooch, not, you know, not to say the original is not good, but, like, it's not a classic by any means. Nobody was clamoring for it. Maybe that is the kind of properties you should remake and reboot. Mm-hmm. Is it is it a total remake or is it like a kind of like a sequel? Because in you know at the end of Turner and Hooch, there was a bunch of puppies. Um, so I was just wondering if it was like you know one of the puppies and well I guess by now actually those puppies would probably not still be around, but <laughs> they, maybe they had puppies too. <laughs> uh, Paul says it actually works better as a series than a movie. I'm assuming it's like a reboot. Yeah. But who knows? I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Paul knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, besides that, ha- we've, so besides, what, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, community. Yeah. Besides community. Yeah. The only other thing we watched was Harley Quinn. Um, and I'm still liking it. I think it, I think it's gotten better, maybe if nothing else. Oh, what Paul says, his son has hooch. So wait, it is like a sequel series. Oh, well, I guess. Wait, so is hooch still? A, 
that would be an old dog. That'd be a very old dog. <laughs> That'd be a very old dog. You don't take that's you don't take a dog that old on police chases and adventures. <laughs> it's not advisable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Harley Quinn. We did. We did. Uh, I mean, we started it last week or went the week before. I don't remember when. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did watch the suicide, the Suicide Squad. Then I was like, "Hey, you want to watch more uh, Harley Quinn?" And it does. It. it you know, they do mm-hmm. go hand in hand. They do. Um. Yeah, I think it is better. Uh, like the Joker's still there. That was one of my m- kind of concerns after we watched the first couple of episodes. I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of can't wait for the show to for Harley to get beyond the Joker. Right. So it's not all that, and that is still a driving force behind a lot of the series. Mm-hmm. But it's not as singularly focused on their relationship. Right. Yeah, and but it seems like almost if anything, it's like made her more seem more more miserable and lonely and like I don't know, like she has such a crap time. Um, so yeah, I feel for her, and it keeps leaving me on cliffhangers, which is I guess makes you want to come back for more. But I kind of hate it. Yeah, I mean it's worth mentioning we're still in the first season. I know there's a few seasons of it, so. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think my my I was talking to my nephew about both Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn actually earlier today, right before we started watching Community, and I was telling him uh, about Harley Quinn uh, being the voice actress, basically, uh, or inspired by her. Uh, and he's like, "So when was she born?" And I'm like, "Born." And he's like, "Oh, it was like 1992." And he's he said, "I just did, I just didn't think about there being cartoons then." And I'm like. What like we didn't have cartoons when I, we were back in the day when we were young? And in like, 1992, <laughs> cartoons were like made in the 40s, man, or the 20s even. I don't know. A long, I, long, long time ago. I get that, like to kids, anything before they were alive might seem like a long time ago, but 1992, like, wasn't like prehistoric prehistoric Stone Age. Mm-hmm. We had color television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So, ha, has he never watched Batman the Animated Series? Um, He has some, I think. Oh, he also asked about, he's like, have you ever seen, there used to be like a, an old live action Batman show. And I'm like, yeah, I have seen it. So have you. You watched it at my house. <laughs> yeah. That, the, the 1966 movie where he's like, was it Riddler? He's like, mm-hmm. is he like a, a drug dealer or something? <laughs> yeah. Of how how, how he like, was dressed. What, what, what versions of drug dealers like did he have in his head that uh-huh. the 1966 Riddler looked like a drug dealer? Some fancy ones, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh. Paul, Paul says, oh, I also watched the Tom and Jerry movie. It was really expletive funny. Yeah. I've heard nothing but people things. I'm not going to judge your judgment yet because I, I haven't watched it, but I'm also not going to. I've heard horrible I, things. I Paul, have. I question I did, your judgment. I didn't even know it existed, actually. This is the first I've heard that there was a Tom and Jerry movie. Well, I'm, okay. I, here's a question for Paul. Do they speak? <gasps> they can't if they speak? Sp- they do in some cartoons. If they speak, not interested in the slightest. Tom and Jerry aren't to talk. It's not allowed. <laughs> they're not people. They can't speak. That's right. Well, they're just traditionally, they're not cartoon characters that speak. Once mm-hmm. in a while, Tom would like say one thing, but it was always like a weird thing where mm-hmm. it's like, what, what? Did he just say a, a word? You know, mm-hmm. in the old cartoons? Yeah. But um, usually it was just screaming. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. No talking. Well, that's good. That's, that's a plus. But yeah, no, I have not watched that. No, me neither. Well, I think we should go ahead and segue into Suicide Squad. But first, oh, I want to pimp a thing. Okay. That I'm excited about. Let's pimp it. Uh, I mentioned it last week a little bit towards the end of the episode that we were working on some shirts and stuff. Just today, uh, we got a bunch of the designs uploaded and launched it. 
if you go to, and this is not a Grolix thing, this is a Melanie and I thing. Mm-hmm. So you could say this is an ad. We lost one viewer. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, as soon as I start talking about it, the eyes are going to drop. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you go to Strangers with T shirts or Strangers with shirts.com, either of those, they'll redirect you to our T Public store. And uh, here's here. Oh, we lost another viewer. <laughs> God, <laughs> damn it. You stick around. <laughs> you listen to you listen to me peddle my wares. We got shirts. Here's the best design. Not necessarily Grolix uh, approved. So, you know. No, like I said, this is not Grolix stuff. This is the slightly adult. I think this is the one design I put up there that I was like, maybe I'll put that as like adult. But Melanie drew it and I digitally colored it and stuff. If this was comics, Melanie penciled it and I did Mm -hmm. the ink and coloring. Yeah. And it's awesome. There aren't that many up now, but um, there will be more coming. So, yeah, check it out. I think they're uh, they're fun and interesting. So if you if you like T-shirts that are fun and interesting like us, then you should check it out. Yeah. Like uh, here's one you can buy. Well, you won't get it before Friday the 13th. (laughs) Actually, now that I think about it, maybe not a great design to launch like on Thursday the 12th. But, uh, (laughs) you know, this you get this kind of minimalist Friday the 13th calendar design. Hey, what? Check the calendar. What's going on on Friday? Oh, I got plans. <laughs> okay. Um, one shirt that is not up there yet because it's pending approval is I did uh, a design with the Grand Galactic Inquisitor from Venture Brothers because on mm-hmm. Public they have a fan art program. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it is approved, it'll be up in the shop and it'll be officially licensed merchandise. And I'm mm-hmm. super excited about that. Yeah, it's awesome. Best characters. He, yeah. he is. I constantly quote him. I'm pretty sure I've done it on Grolix even. Yeah. Oh, no. M- multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever hear us, like, ignore me. That's that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Basically, we took over the EMC shop. So you can also still get the Grolix t-shirts and stuff like that from there. So there mm-hmm. we go. Enough shilling. Those viewers that left can come back. <laughs> They're probably not going to. Speaking of Friday the 13th, I lied. More shilling. The Grolic Cinematic Universe, which there has not been a GCU episode in a long time. That's our sister, brother, cousin podcast. <laughs> <laughs> where we talk exclusively about movies. Unlike this show where we talk about mostly movies now. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, by tomorrow morning, I have to finish it tonight. There will be a Friday the 13th special. Also, I know for a fact that Paul is working on one, so Moose, Moose's Monster Mash will also have a Friday the 13th special. And uh, if you want to go to electronicmediacollective.com, check both those out. They'll both be there. Yeah, get a twofer. Twofer. All right. Enough shilling. I'm sorry. Let's talk about the Suicide Squad. All right. Was like some kind of Suicide Squad. Was that a line from the first one? That was, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm pulling up images. We are going... Spoilers! <laughs> hey, I know who that is. He says, more shillings! <laughs> <laughs> you Don't ask. We will provide. Mm-hmm. We'll, we will honor that request. Um, okay, so we, we're going to talk about the Suicide Squad, but Melanie... Yes. We're going to start spoiler free. Oh, how? <laughs> I know. We're going to do our best. We're not going to talk about any deaths that may have occurred in the movie. Oh. Uh-huh. Honestly, that's the hardest spoiler. Because. Yeah. Because. But there's so much. If you haven't seen it yet, specifically that is like the thing you don't want ruined. The rest of the plot you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. It's, it's fine. Uh, but it's the character deaths mm-hmm. that we, so we are going to do our best not to spoil them. And then later on we will jump into spoilers, but we'll give you a heads up. Mm-hmm. So just remember, Melanie, don't talk about characters or how long they're in it or when they go out. Fine. I'll try. Hey, Jesse, I'm curious, have you seen the Suicide Squad yet? 
Uh, I'm sure when Jesse's available for the next episode, he will chime in with his thoughts on it. I, I debated waiting. I was like, man, this is a, a movie we should all talk about, but I yeah. decided not to. Oh, he says mm-hmm. it was amazing. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I, I was curious. I haven't talked to Jesse this week. I was very curious as to if he got to see it or not. Mm-hmm. Can I say not who may die at all? But that I was sad about some of them. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. That's, I think that's, that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. And can I talk about another character? I don't actually remember what happens to him, but there was, it's weird watching Harley Quinn and this movie because they have a similar character and he's completely different in the two. Oh, are you talking about King Sh- Shark? Yes, exactly. Because in Harley Quinn, he's, intelligent and like what, like a computer whiz or something like that and in suicide squad he is barely verbal you know i was gonna say in the movie king shark the suicide squad's version of king shark and i'm not super familiar with him from the comics but i think that is not to say much of the characterization in harley quinn is super accurate to the comics because jim gordon's a weirdo and <laughs> you know whatever mm-hmm. but I feel like the movie version of King Shark is way off of how he's usually portrayed. Mm -hmm. Also, and Paul just points it out, I didn't realize while watching, I knew Stallone was in the movie, but I spaced it off. King Shark was uh, Sylvester Stallone. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. That's, man, that's one of those castings where it's great. Like, it just adds to it if you know. Uh, But yeah, Paul said Stallone is King Shark, maybe my favorite version. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so overall, I would agree with Jesse. It was amazing. Yeah. But like yeah. F- five minutes into it, I was like, this is already a better Suicide Squad movie, mm-hmm. like a better version of what right. I feel like the original Suicide Squad wanted to be. I agree. Um, it, and go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you. <laughs> I, I liked the whole thing. I really liked that they made um, Harley much more bad butt than she had been. Uh, and that seems to fit her character better, I think. Now, I, I don't feel like this is... Some people have made the criticism about Harley in this movie that... And this isn't really spoilers. That she kind of almost doesn't need to be there. And... Mm-hmm. I don't think they're wrong. Like there's a couple times I I thought it was weird that there's the main plot and then Harley's kind of off on her own adventure after a certain point Mm -hmm. uh, before looping back around towards the end. Um, But my thought on this is Harley is the big name, the big Uh returning character. Right. Of course she's going to be in it. If you did Mm -hmm. a suicide squad, uh, like another suicide squad movie without Harley, which was, Obviously, everyone's favorite part of the original. I, I don't. I think it would have lost a lot of um, appeal for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and also, I mean, they they do have other comedy and stuff, but she's fun. She brings a lot of fun that I think otherwise wouldn't be there. You know. I agree. I agree. I I don't. I don't. And also, Jesse says uh, he agrees. This was the best version of Harley we've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I like what they do with Harley in this. It is a little weird that she's off on her own, like B plot kind of, it's not even a plot. It's she's, she's having the adventures. Okay. Uh Um, and it seemed very strange. And I was like, how's this going to tie back into it? And then it, it got, and then a certain thing happens, a certain Mm -hmm. spoilery thing happens. And I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how this ties into it. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed her, her, in it Mm -hmm. um my my biggest criticism of the whole thing and i I don't know how spoilery this is but i was excited that capaldi was going to be in it and i was so disappointed in what they did with his character like he does nothing really is he supposed to have superpowers because if he does he doesn't use them at all um go ahead i mean that might be minor story spoilers but i 100 percent agree and i think we can talk about it a bit (laughs) 
<laughs> I just noticed his face. Look at all their faces. This is a yeah. ridiculous picture. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. Yeah, m- that's the biggest issue with this movie for me. And I knew, oh, Jesse, that's a great point. Harley was literally on the B team. Yeah, so she gets that's the true. B, she gets the B plot. I, I get it. Um, uh-huh. I, I didn't figure Capaldi was going to be in it a ton. Mm-hmm. But even when he is in it, man, he's just an exposition device. Right. Uh, he's incredibly underused. And I mean, when he is de- when he's delivering that exposition, he's Capaldi and he Capaldi's it up. And it's 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 great. But like he's supposed to be a super villain, right? That's or a- at least super powered in some way or smart, maybe at least. Yeah, I mean, I don't I- know. I guess he was, yeah, he's supposed to be smart, but like he doesn't, other than the fact that he's a scientist and other story stuff, like it doesn't really come into play. He, he's, mm-hmm. he doesn't utilize it. He himself is at no, in, is in no point, let me rephrase, at no point a threat. Right. He's, he's just exposition man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when there's, even when we have scenes with him without the Suicide Squad members, He's delivering exposition to people. Mm-hmm. And then when they do finally like grab him up and he has lines, it's all just exposition. So that was super disappointing. Mm-hmm. Shame. Actually, that I don't remember what I gave this off the top of my head, but that did impact my star rating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's it. That's like the main gripe. I really liked almost everything else about it. It felt like I had forgot James Gunn made Super, which is that movie with uh, was it was Rain Wilson and mm-hmm. uh, um, Page, um, uh-huh. I guess Elliot Page. Now, how is it? Right. How is it when you refer to them in previous? It'd be Elliot Page still, wouldn't it? Um, that that's the safest. Just go with that, yeah. But the weird, like <laughs> twisted kind of superhero. A movie super that was like kind of a dark comedy and then just ultra violent and shockingly yeah. violent. Um, I had forgot James Gunn made that movie until I was watching this movie. And there's some visuals early on that are very remnant reminiscent of mm-hmm. key visuals in super. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Any, this is maybe spoilery too. Um, but I really like it when, even when when all the characters are kind of sympathetic, no matter no matter which side they're on, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Right, right. Oh, Paul. Paul brings up makes me think of something. So jumping back to the thinker, Paul says the thinker is totally underutilized. He was only there to be the bait and switch for the main villain. Mm-hmm. And I would say, okay, maybe that is the point. Maybe you're supposed to think he's the main villain when in uh, or whatever the main threat and then they switch it out for uh is that a spoil the problem is the big climax fight we seen that in a trailer they yeah. they like that wasn't no hidden thing mm-hmm. uh, and i guess they talk about it fairly early in the movie too but i feel like that starro for people who are not familiar with starro would have been like i don't know an amazing reveal or a ridiculous reveal if Mm -hmm. it hadn't already been in the trailers so that you know so i kind of hate i don't know that's that's a a thing where i feel like you could show a lot of this movie in the trailer and not really lose anything from watching the movie but man i I, that would have been a better reveal if they hadn't Mm -hmm. hadn't shown it in the in the um yeah previous trailer or teaser or whatever it was i do like i liked that the uh government searches things up on urban dictionary though that's fun right <laughs> there's okay so obviously like the 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 best thing i i think what makes james gunn's weird dark uh hu- dark humor mm-hmm. is what really kind of sets this off but there's also other things that i think that kind of separates this from what we the version of the first one we got mm-hmm a prime example is um, 
Idris Alba, who is awesome, and I'm much more interested in watching him than watching Will Smith, but his character could have easily been Will Smith's character. Yeah, it's, very it's, similar. Yeah, it's the exact same kind of character. Uh, has like a daughter relationship thing that motivates them. So like, it's clear the script was written where they're like, if Will Smith wants to come back for this or wants wants to step into this role, can totally do it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, since especially like assassin characters are kind of like dime a dozen in comic book universes, mm-hmm. you know, they could easily grab you know who who was this blood sport or something and throw them in there and mm-hmm. same thing. Um, but you know, his daughter shows up and I had that thought. I was like, wow, they could be interchangeable. However. And part of it's Idris Elba and also maybe the writing of like we actually it's not just the base level like he has a daughter he's doing he's he's Will Smith and he's doing everything he can for his daughter like we actually get to see their relationship and it's not great and like she shows up when he's in 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 jail or whatever and they are start yelling at each other and they're like F you no F you it was instantly more interesting and mm-hmm. entertaining to watch um, I agree will smith being mopey about his daughter in the first one mm-hmm. but uh, i don't think will smith would be willing to play right. that character it would not work with his image so you know yeah i mean if if will smith had appeared this does not yeah this does not seem like a movie will smith would be in mm-hmm. um i had i had oh go ahead i was gonna say but that's okay because there are some movies that I like that Will Smith is in, but they are few and not uh, science fiction at all. Which I don't know that you consider the science fiction, but I do. I feel it's, like most... a- it's action too, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to... Um, ignoring action and kind of superhero, which is almost its own genre at this point, I, I think most superhero things or comic book-based things fall into science fiction. Mm-hmm. If it's... I guess it could be fantasy, but most of them lean into explaining things through some type of pseudoscience rather than Mm -hmm. just magic. Right. Um, Paul makes an interesting point. It was supposed to be Smith, but bad boys and Aladdin had him tied up. I still don't really see him being in this movie. Um, They were originally going to recast Adris and Smith's role, but decided to leave the door open for a dead shot return instead. I mean, which is smart. Uh, I guess maybe outside of a little bit of the weirdness of, you know, wow, that's like the same character. Why not, though? You know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad Boys and Aladdin, didn't they come out a long time ago? I mean, it, I, I don't know when this got shot, when mm. this was filmed, uh, because, you know, mm-hmm. they, like- they did. But I mean, also, all of Hollywood took like a year off. So, mm-hmm. I really like this picture that 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 you have up though. It makes the, all the bullet casings look like confetti, and it's so fun. <laughs> right. Uh, and, man, and that's the James Gunway. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, I'm trying to think of. Oh, I was gonna say there we. Um, when I didn't think we were gonna do the live stream this week, I went ahead and posted some thoughts in the Grolix Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash Grox podcast or however you get to groups. Uh, oh, Jesse, that's a good point. I'll get to that in a second too. Um, but I, I totally lost what I was going to say anyway. Jesse says, uh, made for great banter with Peacemaker since they both do the same thing. I, I love the like trying to one up each other. Mm-hmm. And that is a spoiler it's not a, really a major plot spoiler, but it's a spoiler for a great gag that I won't spoil just yet. But I love it. It's a good setup. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, their rivalry makes for two of the best uh, kind of jokes in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they both have very long setup. Yeah, I was just wanted to say, also, I don't think I'd ever heard or maybe I had, but didn't know anything about him of the polka dot guy, mm-hmm. but I love him. He's great. <laughs> this version, I, I <laughs> this is okay. So this is 
I again, we, this is the same thing I used to say when we'd talk about uh, the FX series Legion. Mm-hmm. I love that the superheroes have gotten to the point, superhero like TV shows and movies got to the point where they can just like, let's just take some weird characters and do weird things with them. Mm-hmm. And this is this is one hundred percent that polka dot man. Like it's such an interesting uh, kind of character they turned him into. And hold on, let me polka dot, polka dot man. Let me pull up a picture of the comic book version of him. I mean, it's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it's a dude with polka dots all over his stuff. What else are you gonna do with it? You know. Well, here's here's the you know mm-hmm. classic, but uh, you know. It is such a goofy character, mm-hmm. but then, first off, I loved the his attitude. This guy, yeah. And this is a guy. I remember hearing him talk on a Kevin Smith podcast years ago. But he he was in the Dark Knight as just like a you know, I, I think a no name character. Mm-hmm. Um, but he definitely had a memorable face, and he is randomly popped up. Oh yeah, Paul Paul is talking about him there. Uh, he, he pops up in randomly in various things, but I'm glad he got a more got a role that kind of puts him more in focus, mm-hmm. more in like forefront, and he it, plays it so good. Is he smoothie? He's not no. smoothie, is he? No, okay, he's not. He, he, he reminds me of him. He's got that same kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. He could be like Smoothie's brother from Happy, which is another great uh, weird series based on a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I guess you need somebody who has some kind of morality. But I actually didn't care that much for um the the chick the the rat chick. I forget her name or what her superhero name is. Rat catcher two. Really? Ew. Yeah, rat catcher and rat catcher two. Oh, that reminds me. Yes, Taika Taika Waititi. I didn't realize. I thought he was voicing the weasel. I was wrong. The weasel is actually voiced by, I think, James Gunn's brother, who he writes with and works with a lot. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it was him until like a couple scenes in. I was like, oh, wait, that's our boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as Ratcatcher 1. Yeah. Interesting, interesting little uh, part for him. No, well, I that was kind of the forced like heart of mm-hmm. the movie um, where I think everybody like really latched onto polka dot man as the actual heart of the movie, which yeah. is funny because he's the socio he's a, he's a complete psychopath, um, mm-hmm. but he's a depressed psychopath. So it makes him, you know, somewhat sympathetic, mm-hmm. but rat catcher too. They had that, that she's interesting because, Oh, Jesse said Sean Gunn, played two characters okay um first off she doesn't ever come across as a villain at any point Mm -hmm. she just doesn't uh, have any tendencies and despite him being the like assassin with a not really kind of with a heart of gold Uh um he doesn't seem that bad but for the most part yeah everybody you kind of you can kind of see like Mm -hmm. yeah they're not good people but she doesn't ever at any point do anything to indicate she's bad but i think her her bit is interesting because it's almost like a especially with villains they have like you know uh it comes up in harley quinn quite a lot you know daddy issues but like hers is she's got like daddy issues but it's the opposite she didn't have a bad relationship with her dad he was Mm -hmm. uh you know not a great guy but like uh she loved him and that's it right there's no like weird uh, you know, he wasn't abusive or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was going to say an- another parallel, or it reminds me of Harley Quinn, the the uh, animated series. It's like when Ivy is always like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm an, I'm just an environmentalist. You know, I'm not evil. I'm not doing, you know, bad things. I'm trying to save the planet. And that's kind of what she reminds me of, too. She's like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just trying to, you know, whatever, I don't know, survive and do the right thing. Or what would be the right thing in from her perspective, I suppose. And I also think the big, I think the line landed well for some people, but I know it didn't really land well for you. And for me, it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's kind of cheesy. Is the big like, 
you know, why rats? Her dad, her recalling, mm-hmm. you know, what her dad was saying about uh, Taika is a good director and a uh, and a good rat dad, says Paul. Mm-hmm. But uh, the line about, you know, because, you know, a lot of people look at, you know, rats as useless or whatever, but they have they have purpose. And if something as small as a rat can have purpose, there's there's a reason for every everybody or everything or whatever. And I, I, I kind of feel like she almost exists just for that message to get across or to, you know, I, mm-hmm. that's again where I that's why I say that's where the heart they that's where the movie tries to put the heart of the movie. Right. Um, and I don't think that message landed well with you. It didn't because there are stray cats that I would much rather make my legion of, uh, you know, animal, <laughs> you know, servants or whatever, or companions. I don't know. However you want to put it. Um, cause I mean, like, yeah, I guess rats can do some damage, but a cat will mess you up. Um, but it's actually, uh, relevant to my, thing you should be amazed by later so all right well oh yeah you were asking about it and i didn't even think about that but that's uh that's a great point yeah okay i thought there was another point i wanted to make that i had typed up in that no not really okay uh yeah i don't know what it's great i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it i thought Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun it's it's again to touch on you know something i've talked about in the last couple weeks uh especially I think after we started watching Harley Quinn, it's it's wild to see these DC characters um, in something like a James Gunn movie or, you know, an R-rated anything where it's ultra violent and kind of twisted, twisted uh, dark humor. Normally, like, again, mentioning James Gunn's Super, where Super is like kind of a take on superheroes but like you know obviously dc and marvel's not gonna let him do any weird stuff like like his uh like that to their character so that's just like some random superhero characters or some new ones or some generic ones uh mm. or we likened harley quinn to venture brothers and it's like venture brothers although they 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 use johnny quest and stuff but like they have superhero uh analogs for no uh-huh. superheroes because they don't have the rights and in the past anything like this we it would usually be a super like watchman exists yeah because dc was like no you can't do that with our characters mm-hmm. um so a lot of, they're analogs for a lot of known characters mm-hmm. uh, but now it's to the point where it's like they it nah they'll at least dc you could do that with their characters i'm well, to what a they're... point, to a point, right? There's some things superheroes can't do for love, but uh, you can you can use you know known comic book characters in an official mm-hmm. DC capacity, and, at least uh, villains have some pretty intense over the top gore, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, you can have <laughs> Harley Quinn tell Batman he f's bats, or uh, you know like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's still one of my favorite lines. Not the not the f bats thing. That's goofy. It jumping back to Harley Quinn is she says that about Batman in front of Jim Gordon, and Gordon goes, "He doesn't do that." <laughs> love that so much. Uh, yeah, there Gordon is right. Intense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did so, you have anything? Did you? Do we want to talk spoilers? Um. I honestly don't have a whole lot more to say about the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are definitely things we could spoil, but no, that's true. I don't really want, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. The things that we could talk about would make the movie less enjoyable. I think. Right. Uh, Nathan Fillion. I love mm-hmm. his bit. Yeah. Oh, I, love I love him anyway. I love him and everything. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Jesse says the movie's very polarizing. Is it? Well, okay. It doesn't surprise me that it would be because of how kind of weird it is. But it's um, great. It's not, it, why can't everybody be this kind of weird? That would make the world the perfect place. I know. I know. Um, it didn't do extremely well. Really? Hmm. I know people are saying it was getting review bombed by people who wanted the Snyder verse to 
I don't know how much of an imp- impact that actually had on the Rotten Tomato score, but I do not understand the idea of trying to review bomb the Suicide Squad because you want them to restore the Snyderverse. This does not contradict the Snyderverse at all. This does what the, this does exactly what the first movie probably what the first Suicide should have done, and that was it. It hasn't done anything that contradicts it, and that was within the Snyderverse. So reviewing review review bombing the R-rated DC movie that doesn't contradict the Snyderverse mm-hmm. does nothing but hurt your chances at more uh, edgy R-rated. Mm-hmm. superhero movies like you know something somebody would want to do like a certain Zack Snyder so I don't understand the point of that but then again if you're that hung up on restoring the Snyder verse that you're gonna spend your time reviewing review bombing different things you're not too bright oh. that was actually me being nice I wanted to I, it's so it's just dumb it's the dumbest thing and I mean, we got the Snyder Cut, and you know what? I, I mean, it was prettier, but it wasn't better necessarily. Um, there's also the issue of like, so this was also, of course, we watched it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the virus isn't gone; it's still an issue, right? Uh, and I feel like there's a lot of people that are quick to like, I don't know, this should have done better. It's like, yeah, but. It's still kind of a mess out there, man. <laughs> you know? Right, right. It's, it's, yeah, it's scary. And things that happen make it even more scary considering, you know, people apparently with that have been vaccinated can still get sick. That's, that's makes it almost more scary, I think. Um, so, you know, even, even without all that, though, I think it's everybody has had a hard time. And you can't just automatically snap everything back to normal. It's not going to happen. You know, even if, even if people feel more confident financially, a lot of people are heard are still trying to recover, you know, and going to the movies is not uh, at the top of everybody's list. So I don't know. Jesse makes, and Jesse is obviously more keyed into like different opinions on this movie. I haven't really looked into too many reviews on it. But Jesse said some uh, some people are really mad that it's the most Marvel DC movie, which also seems insane to me just because James Gunn come over. And maybe it's because it is more of an ensemble cast than, well, I mean, you can't even say that. Justice League and Batman v Superman, those all had just too many characters doing too many different things. But it's interesting because Marvel would never let James Gunn do this <laughs> with their characters. <sighs> And and I don't, it's not necessarily more Marvel. It's just like, it's less depressing and more fun. Does that mean make it more Marvel? Did they review I mean, maybe, Bomb Shazam? Shazam has got to be the most Marvel DC movie. Mm-hmm. That's the most like, not just fun, but fun and like kind of wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, family friendly, general audience friendly comedy. Like out this is comedy, but it's mm-hmm. not family friendly. People are just mad. Paul says people are just mad because it's not dark and broody, um, but it's too, it it's gory, but it's too colorful. Well, sometimes I like my action to be fun instead of depressing. And people also, and I'll, this is another thing. It's that whole tribal, you know, and I think the whole like restore the Snyder. Uh, verse uh, all that it's it's all tribalism it's all the like mm-hmm. everybody's got to be a part of a tribe and constantly warring with o- other people sometimes about things that are important most of the time about things that aren't important uh jesse said i kind of loved how colorful it got yeah me too me too yeah. um and the marvel verse dc the marvel verse dc uh movie mm-hmm. thing that's the dumbest crap like I don't understand like getting upset about one or the other. Are you? To be, to be fair though, if somebody started attacking Taika Waititi and his stuff, I would get, go crazy and defend him. So yeah, but that's a Taika thing. <laughs> and he and he so he directed like one Marvel thing so far, but like that's not you're not 
then defending all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, you'd be defending Taika Waititi. Um, That's true. I, I want a good. I want a good Batman movie. I want good DC character movies. I also want a good X Men movie and a good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess spy, more good Spider Man movies. Like I'm mm-hmm. not. You can have good both, and if one sucks, it doesn't automatically mean everything in that cinematic universe sucks. But it also doesn't like you should also maybe call it out. Be like, you know what? That's really not that great. Don't feel like it's in a personal attack on you. Because right. it, your DC, dude, enjoy a good movie. Or- X-Men was the perfect example, though, because you can love X-Men and be okay with saying there's like one out of each trilogy that's okay. And all of the other ones kind of suck, you know? Right. So well, why can't we do the same with uh, DC and or Marvel? Thor sucks, the original and uh, the sequel. The first two movies are not great. Thor movies are not great, mm-hmm. but I love the third one. So, yeah, I don't know. We're just, that's because we're just Taika shills. <laughs> yeah. Well, not just that, but like, okay. I, I like dark stuff, but I, I kind of dislike everything that Snyder did because, um, what's his name? The Witcher guy. He's perfect for a Superman, but I don't like what they, what he did with him and he kind of ruined it all, but there should be more. Yeah, yeah, there you go. More good Superman. Um, but it, it just can't work right because of the way he took it, I think, personally. Yeah, and, and if you enjoy Scott Snyder stuff, that's fine. I'm sorry you have crap taste. <laughs> <laughs> it, because, because my, uh, not just my, our, because we've all done it on the show, constant kind of crapping on Scott Snyder isn't because he makes DC movies. I, when I was reading comics, read primarily DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my favorite, I think, all my favorite comic book characters are DC, but his movies are not that good. And I mm-hmm. was, yeah, I did not like what they were doing. And it's one of those things where it's like, sure, a dark, broody Batman movie makes sense. Why start with a dark, broody Superman movie? That doesn't make sense. Uh huh. And then once they tried to like really ham fist the whole universe together in like one movie, like it's just there was a lot of bad decisions mm-hmm. and and ultimately like we don't need to talk about scott snyder stuff or uh zach snyder sorry scott snyder's great he should run the universe this dc universe um we don't need to talk about zach snyder stuff but mm-hmm. i'm just not a huge fan of his stuff it's got nothing to do with dc or marvel mm-hmm. james gunn has made great movies on both sides so mm-hmm. I'm so disappointed about Aquaman too because I really like me. Uh, what's his name? You know. Yeah, Aquaman man. Aqua Aquaman bro. man man. You like you like you some Aqua bro. Mm, but uh, that, that movie was, was not movies. good either. That no, was a terrible movie. Was it, it was it was. I can't believe they're making another one. Or did, how is, did they already make it? I don't know. How is that? Are the Snyderverse fanboys mad about the Aqua Bro movie? Because even though they used the Aquaman from, uh, you know, Justice League, that movie contradicts things that mm-hmm. happened in Snyder's version of Justice League. And the tone was a mess, and it was definitely not in line with Snyder's vision of uh, the DC Universe. So It doesn't matter, because Jake's will go buy movies tickets, so it'll still be fine. We don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, real Well, not real quick. Yeah, I guess real quick. I want to see what I rated this. I want to say it was high, but... Um, it should be. Four stars. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I want to say I might even went higher at first, and I was like, that Capaldi thing really bugs me, so I knocked it down half a star. So I think it was mm-hmm. at four and a half. Yeah. Uh-huh. And even if it wasn't Capaldi, which I think made it more obvious to me because of, you know, because I like Capaldi too. I'm not as big of a fan maybe as you are, Randy, but I still like him. But even if it wasn't him, if it was another character, I still would have the same feeling about, I mean, another actor, I would have, still have the same feeling about what they did with the character. Right. It would still be a negative because it's right. like, it's, it's just, just kind of a nothing character. 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is Capaldi, and that was mm-hmm. one of the things I was, you know, okay, James Gunn, number one, most excited for his involvement. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew it probably wouldn't be a big part, Capaldi's involvement, I was mm-hmm. the second most excited for. So, right. And then Taika was in there somewhere because I knew he had something to do with it, but I knew it wasn't really going to be much at all. Right. Um, okay. Hey, Melanie. Yes. Uh huh. What should we be amazed about? Well, today I picked a fun one. Um, so, scientists taught some rats how to play hide and seek. And it turns out that they flip and love it. <laughs> they actually um, would, if they found the, the humans would hide and the rats would go find them, and then they'd, I think, switch it around. So, when the rats would find the people, uh, they would tickle them and they, you know, would laugh or whatever. Uh, and the rats would laugh or, you know, they're the rat equivalent of laugh. Yeah. I want, oh, I kind of do. And don't want to hear what that sounds like. It will. It actually is not audible to the human ear, but they did okay. record it anyway. Uh, but they would actually turn down treats cause they would offer them treats and they would turn down the treats so that they could keep playing. That's how much they enjoyed it. And I'm like, that's crazy. But then the article I read it in can, goes on to say, you know, that's actually kind of part of a rat's natural um, uh, behavior. You know, they have to run and hide and and they have to go try and find things. So playing games that are kind of in line with their normal behaviors might be part of the reason that they love it so much. But also, they just think, you know, they're they're actually really social creatures. Um, and regardless of whether it's humans or uh, other rats, they like playing with people and having fun. So, yeah, it's like one of the most fun sounding experiments I've ever heard of. Uh, so I thought that was great. And I wanted to share it with people. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. By the way, rat giggling is definitely going to be the episode title. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't when you mentioned it before the episode i didn't realize that they were playing hide and seek or what or ta- or whatever with um with the scientists with humans uh-huh yeah that, yeah that, that makes it much more in- uh, entertaining to me mm-hmm. wow so rat catcher could that could be a thing yeah you just gotta play you just gotta play with them and they'll love you and they'll do whatever cool mm-hmm. well hey you know what I got a thing, Hmm. assuming I finish it tonight, and I will. Uh, Tomorrow's Friday the 13th. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, last Friday was (laughs) Friday the 13th. (laughs) And uh, it's been a while since I put out a GCU episode. I know I mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm sorry. But uh, I'm putting out the fourth and probably final Friday the 13th special for GCU. So check it out. You can listen to it where you hear this show. Do you really think it'll be the final? Because, I mean, he doesn't ever stays dead, you know? No, I know. He never stays dead. It's the final as long as the rights are tied up in legal battles. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Paul said his episode just went live. Oh, he beat oh. me. Um, so, yeah, you can check out. I'm assuming that's a Moose's Monster Mash episode. You can check out Moose's Monster Mash, Friday the 13th special. Uh, him and Billy. Uh talk about the whole franchise and they actually dive into and see that's that's one thing i've never dove into the fan films and since the rights are all tied up uh that's all we got but people are making fan films and they're supposed to be really good Mm. um so yeah he does a deep dive into all that stuff is that like like a like full length films or would it be kind of like the ones um they have of where they take like Star Wars, but like do different things with it, uh, you know, that are legal. Those ones are illegal. I don't know. I'm not saying these ones are, um, but you know, they just change things in the movie. Um, oh and no. And then really release it. Like a fan edit. No, these are like, I, I don't, I don't know that they're full feature length. I think I'm assuming they're more like short films, but they're a fan mm-hmm. production. Uh, okay. So, so it's actually, all new stuff they shot. Okay. I know some of them have, uh, because uh, they've talked about it on the Dead Meat YouTube channel a, mm-hmm. a couple times. They've talked about some of them. Um, they'll actually get original actors from the movies to appear in them once in a while. It's usually like 
you know, side characters and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, they put a lot of effort into them and they're, they're good. Cool. Uh, Paul says, Oh, one of them is definitely feature length. Then Paul says two are half an hour each. And one is like an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're supposed to be good. I know there's one that takes place in, in like winter, which is an interesting idea for a Friday the 13th. Yeah. Blood on snow is cool. Right. Um, so, but anyway, so check out Moose's Monster Mash stuff. Again, like I said earlier in this episode, you can find his stuff and our stuff at Electronic Media Collective Podcast.com. And mm-hmm. uh, once I get the GCU Friday the 13th episode out, that'll be there as well as, of course, the same place you can hear all of our stuff GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G R A W L I X Podcast.com. Paul says the ones we covered brought back Tommy Jarvis and a couple of guys that played Jason. I'm guessing older Tommy Jarvis, one of the older Tommy Jarvises. Mm-hmm. Why not? You don't think Feldman would do it? No, he wants to, but he also needs payday. He needs right, payday. right. Uh, he's actually with he. Corey Feldman has been in the news talking about it. Uh, supposedly, he said that the settlement, like they've reached uh, like an agreement in that settlement. But mm-hmm. everybody's like, yeah, but that's hearsay and uh, you're Corey Feldman. So we're not going to believe you because <laughs> he's got nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was saying, ah, yes. Thank you, Jesse. Go buy some shirts. Um, but he was saying, because the word is if they do another one, it's going to be a reboot again. Um, and last project in development that I could find was a... Uh, it was going to be like an origin story and they wanted to have a young Jason. It's like, don't do that. But that's what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. And he and Corey Feldman was like, that's a dumb idea. They shouldn't do that. The fans want to see me bring back <laughs> Tommy Jarvis. I'm going to be in it. So he he wants to be in another Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. He's kind of creepy though. Now that he's older and like weird looking, not to be super rude, but mm-hmm. he's kind of creepy. He just seems creepy to me. Well, uh, he's been creepy to me uh, for a long time. I, I, this is my opinion, but he spent a little too much time with Michael Jackson, okay? Uh, that's why he's creepy to me. I don't like Michael Jackson. He turns into spaceships. He's weird. I didn't he like turns him. into spaceships? Yes. So that traumatized you, huh? It did. What video is that? I don't even know. I just I don't even know what's a video. Is it a video? Or maybe it's a movie. I, I don't know. But he I turned into a spaceship. And I saw some turtles get their heads cut off at the same time and it traumatized me. Okay. Wait, the turtles was a separate thing, right? Yeah, that was my dad. And my grandpa did that in the backyard. We were making soup, turtle soup. But uh, at the same time, Michael Jackson was turning into a spaceship. So it all freaked me out and it, it, it affected me. Paul says there's a, that's, it's been a while since we had like a, just a real good telling uh, M- Melanie growing up traumatized story. <laughs> uh, that's that's a little bit more extreme, I think, than uh, you being upset that you might upset your toys and your bed and inanimate objects. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Jesse says Moonwalker. Okay. Uh, Paul says there's a film coming out later this year with Feldman called. Uh, he said called like 13 fanboy. It's about a fan who's obsessed with the actors of the franchise. Mm. That's an interesting way to get around not being able to make a direct Friday movie right now. If that's what that is. Yeah. Jesse says about Moonwalker. He, it's like a movie. He turns into a car and a robot and a spaceship, you know, like a, like, like a movie. (laughs) It happens in all the movies. If somebody doesn't turn into a car, and a robot in a spaceship, is it really even a movie? Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. But it's better when they do. Like It is. What, the Giver. Is that what, that's what that movie is called, right? The Giver? Yeah. Mm, I don't actually re- really remember the movie that much. I just remember a little bit. And then the, the soundtrack, yeah. Oh, wait. 13 Fanboy is a fan film. Holy crap. Kane Hodder will be involved. Oh, I guess it makes sense, though, if they're like going after people that were in the franchise. Essentially, uh, Paul, Paul had sent me a bloodydisgusting.com. <laughs> he sent me something bloody disgusting. No, he sent me a link to bloodydisgusting.com uh, article uh, from three days ago. And uh, 
Yeah, about this this movie, and it's uh, essentially a me- a meta slasher centered on the stars of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise being killed off by a fan. That's kind of fun. It's kind of like sounds like a take on it's it's different. Obviously, it's more like the fan versus uh new nightmare but it reminds me of Wes craven's new nightmare mm-hmm. jesse says it should be in all movies that's a new rule every <laughs> somebody has turned into a car a robot and a spaceship so transform us <laughs> no no that's okay okay let's get out of here <laughs> i thought about just ending the stream there let's get out of here <laughs> bye i've already done a uh, lots of pimpage Strangers with T-shirts, T-shirts, mm-hmm. just T, letter T, shirts, or strangerswithshirts.com. That's why I got both, because people don't, aren't going to know how the spelling. So strangerswithshirts.com. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. around <laughs> you listen to you listen to me peddle my wares <laughs>